name is DC O'Rourke. Do you have a message for me to pass on to the living? Welcome back, Pear family. I'm DC O'Rourke, and this is Hauntingly Yours, a podcast for the paranormal. For episode six, I have a special guest here with me who's going to chat with us about the Boyd House in Boyd, Minnesota. My guest is none other than paranormal investigator and owner of said house, Jill Shelley. Jill, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for coming on. Hello, how are you? Thanks for having me on. I'm doing great. How have you been doing? Oh, pretty good. You know, trying to stay warm um, up in Minnesota. So it's been, this morning was uh, 30 below was the actual temperature. It's a little chilly. Oh, that That is a little chilly. Uh, I know we've been going through a cold spell here in Virginia where I'm located, but I can imagine it's nothing compared to Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little brutal. I, I, I wonder, I, sometimes I think Antarctica is actually warmer than our state is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can understand that. Oh, boy. Boy, boy. All right. So, Jill, um, why don't you tell me a little about yourself? Um, I understand you're a paranormal investigator. You've got your own team, and you've got this awesome house. Uh, Yeah, I've actually uh, been a paranormal investigator for over 10 years. Kind of got the bug and the passion for it when I was a a real small kid, Uh, always real fascinated by the paranormal. And I know my cousins and I would used to sit and tell ghost stories in the dark and listen to the old records of the ghost stories. And um, there was one room actually in my grandmother's house that none of us really liked at all. It it was always really cold, always kind of felt like somebody was staring at you, like you weren't welcome. We never liked to play in that room. And one particular night I awoke and I could hear footsteps coming out of that room and my back was faced to the door. Um, And I was was probably maybe between five and eight. So at this point, I'm like totally terrified and and just didn't want to turn around. I didn't want to look at it. I didn't want to know. But you could feel like it was just staring right through you. And then I turned around and walked away. And I knew it wasn't my parents because they were in the room snoring next door. And my grandmother sleeps downstairs. So. I'd asked in the morning if, you know, anybody gotten up and my parents were like, no, no, we slept all night and mentioned what happened to my grandma. And she was just like, oh, gosh, honey, that's just a ghost and he's not going to hurt you. And so at that moment, I thought, oh, my gosh, if, you know, my religious grandmother doesn't uh, fear these ghosts. It's not a big deal. I really want to know more about them, you know. And so then I just kind of studied and, and read and went to the library and learned what we could about them. And then. uh with the advent of the television series coming out, where I was like, oh my gosh, you can really do this for real? Um, 
kind of started investigating and met a great group of people and, and formed our team, St. Croix Paranormal. There you go. Wow. That's that's quite the story. Interesting. I mean, we all get started somehow, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So started when I was young and, and um, you know, the team started out. I met uh, one of the guys at work. He, um, we kind of connected just with our connection with, uh, we both loved horror movies. And so we would talk about those. And, and then he started talking about paranormal investigating and he had done a little bit. And I expressed interest in doing it. And then so we we kind of joined up and and st- just started doing some local homes and businesses. And, uh, you know, along the way, uh, like my favorite stories, I met um, Donna through uh, actually it was a it was her sister-in-law that I um, worked at the same place that I worked at and said, oh, my God, you got to meet my sister-in-law. She's extremely into this ghost thing. And so we talked on the phone and then we met in a graveyard. It was our very first time. Um, that Donna and I met and uh, so we investigated the graveyard together and then um, the rest for that was history. We were like best friends ever since. And then, and then along the way we've had Teresa join and Stephanie and Alex is our only guy. Bless his heart. He has to put up with us women. Um, But um, yeah, they're just uh, one big happy family now, you know, they're all, they're all like my brothers and sisters. Oh, that's, that's terrific. How, how long have you guys been investigating together? Oh, almost 10 years now, you know, give or take a few years, years on, a, on a couple of them, but um, most of them are kind of around since we got started 10 years ago. Wow, that's great. So have you guys um, investigated all over the country or are you confined to one specific area? Uh, well, we started originally just doing uh, local homes and businesses in town, and then we started branching out doing some well-known haunted locations. So actually, our first um, place that we went to was Villisca X Murder House. That was our very first official, uh, famous overnight um, investigation. And then since then, we just kind of traveled all over, um, you know, as far as Ohio. We've done Prospect Place and Gill House, and we've done Waverly Hills. Uh, you know, just some of the bigger names. We've just kind of traveled all over, um, just, you know, in search of the paranormal and, and just to get some answers. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's what it's all about. <laughs> getting those, getting those answers to those questions that we have, that we need to find some semblance of an explanation for. Oh yeah. And, that, and that's, yeah, that's why we do it. I kind of started because I was more afraid to die. And I just didn't want, like death to be it, you know, like I couldn't handle just being buried six feet under and just, that's it. Like lights out. I couldn't deal with that. And, um, kind of through my research to me, I have proven that there is an afterlife. There is something on the other side. So a lot of times now I focus on, um, what goes on on the other side. Like, you know, do, what, 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 what can you tell me? about, you know, the other side, like, do you meet new people? And I feel that, that you do from some of the research I've, I've gotten for responses on spirit boxes, um, that there are, that they, that you do meet new people and that, um, the, your relatives do actually come to get you, um, after, as you are dying mm-hmm. and, um, that spirits can follow you home. It's just a couple of things that I've learned, um, during my investigation right now. And so I'm just, uh, yeah, every every time I get a chance, I try to figure out what's going on over there. Sure, I I 
know what you're talking about 100 percent i i do that myself during investigations i'm you know rather than hey how old are you you know where are you from where are you born where were you born you know i i want to know what's on the other side you know what do they see what do they feel are you know are they mingling with you know dead celebrities i mean i i i'm curious you know i i i need answers to these questions that i've had for so long and me i'm not going to stop until i get them right <laughs> one way or another yep and, and yeah and that's kind of what i focus on and then i also focus on when i am doing investigations um, no matter where we are we try not to focus so much on the spirit's death because you know that's always kind of a negative thing and nobody really wants to talk about that so we try to focus on the spirit's life um so we kind of get to learn about them hopefully we'll know um you know some some places have a lot of history that you can go on so you kind of know things that they like or what they did for a living and you can kind of make some communication that way um so a lot of times we ask positive questions like you know what did you do for a hobby what was your favorite thing to cook you know just try to get to know them a little bit more versus focusing on the, you know, the death portion of what's oh, sure. Happening. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can appreciate that. And plus, you know, I'm sure it's a little more exciting for them rather than the, you know, the typical, Hey, you know, turn this flashlight on and light up this, you know, EMF meter and things that other investigators do day in and day out, you know, they, Right. They get that level of respect as if they were still alive. Yeah, so, and, that, yeah. and that's that's how we've always been, and that's at the Boyd House, especially since I'm there all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, what the what's the kind of fun thing about that is, you know, when you go to a location, most of the times you're that's going to be your only time there. Maybe sometimes you'll make a return visit once or twice, but you know, how much you know are you going to be able to connect with them? You know versus with the Boyd house. Now I, I have connections. I'm learning every day. I'm learning from um, things that other investigators send to me. So I'm, I'm able to make a, a better connection with them at some point, mm-hmm. a lot more relations with them. So I, and I really uh, look forward to, to working on that and, and furthering the evidence at the house. Yeah, that's great. So tell us, how did you come to acquire the Boyd house? Well, traveling around through the country doing um, investigations, kind of where I got the idea of, oh my gosh, I would totally love to have my own place. And um, about two years ago, financially, I was able to to purchase um, a location. And I spent a lot of time um, on the MLS listing. I kind of just went through and, and looked at things and... Um, just, just whatever met my criteria. And if I had a really good feel for the house, I would um, go do many investigations at it. Well, then I, I came across the Boyd house and I was like really drawn to the house. Just like, I really kept focusing on the pictures. It's like, I had like, this was the house, you know, I kind of just had that feel. And um, Donna and I went to go look at the house and our realtor was running a little late. So we were just sitting outside and uh, I just kind of said, Hey, you kind of feel like somebody's really staring at you through the window. And she's like, yeah, I totally feel like somebody's staring at me. Um, so we had that feel from it. And then inside it was welcoming, but yet standoffish when we came to look at it. Um, but within eight minutes we had a REM pod going off and we had some really good spirit box responses. Um, 
you know, one was saying like, who are you was from a woman. Cause she was kind of like, well, what, what are you doing? Why are you talking to us? You know, I don't know who you are. Um, so I thought that was a really good um, response that we had gotten on that. And you just kind of had a feel that something totally, you know, was really just watching you. You just, you just knew something was there. So I also um, reached out to a, a medium that I really trust. And she told me that there were six spirits there. Uh, a couple of that were children, uh, two women and a, and a male. And we actually, through a lot of research, we've been finding a lot of this is true. And I also spoke with the, I had the realtor check with the old owners because they had spent 30 years there. So I figured if anybody's going to have anything, they're going to have something. Uh, they didn't really want to talk a lot about it, but they said they had some odd experiences. The mom always said she thought the house felt funny that she would hear old timey music. Um, the kids sometimes would see a male sitting in a chair. Uh, so they did have some stuff, but they blew a lot of it off as well. Uh, so I think uh, with me coming there and investigating, I've kind of opened up a whole new world from them because it has just really escalated to when I first had it kind of minimal stuff, you know, just a lot of stuff goes on. Yeah, that's, that's super interesting. So what all do you know about the history of the house and anything in particular that might explain some of these uh, goings on? Well, the deed itself goes back to 1884 when the land was actually owned by the Minneapolis St. Louis railroad and the tracks actually pretty much are right in the backyard. So when the train goes by, it's pretty loud. Uh, So there's some energy brought in, in with that. Uh, the town back in the day was more of a wild west town. There was like 500 people living in it. They had hotels and bars and restaurants and, you know, different hardware stores and grocery stores and meat markets and a movie theater and livery stable. And now there's like a hundred and some people in town now and hardly any business is left. Um, but it, the town was also just kind of butted up against the Sioux Dakota reservation line. So there's some some things of, of happening that could be there that we don't know about history-wise yet. Uh, but some of the findings that we have and, and one of the spirits that we do know in the house is Mr. Fred Eckhart. And he moved into the house in 1912, and he was a really well-respected business owner in town. He uh, did, like, fancy shoes and dry goods and just kind of the more top-of-the-line type things in town. He was also part of the fire department. He helped build the Lutheran church. He was on the school board. It's a very well-respected man. He died in the home as well as his wife died in the home. Uh, Two of their children died at the home. Uh, One of them I heard was about two years old and choked to death in the house. Um, And then we have another woman named Anna who died in the seventies, just of some natural causes. So we do have five confirmed deaths in the house. Um, but I also think we get some maybe passerbys um, just because of the energy with the railroad and, and doing what we're doing. And I also have a lot of antiques in the house. So who knows if there's any attachments to anything as well as that. Okay. Interesting. So do you, would you say that you have more residual or intelligent hauntings taking place here? Oh, it's definitely intelligent because I've had it respond to machines when I ask it to touch things and not touch things. Um, my favorite, I guess I could say, is I had put out 
a card game in the basement and I had gotten all these old coins from the 1900s and I got a couple gold coins as like the grand prize. And I had, you know, I shuffled the cards and, you know, dealt like we were playing poker, had a REM pot on the table that was going off on and off for like four hours. Um, but every time I shuffled, I had put a card to the edge of the table, not all the way over, not even hanging over just to the edge. And I'd always say, if you've really enjoyed tonight's card game, push this off the table. Let me know that you like the game. And I had gone down there several times to to reshuffle and, and redo the game. And 1130 at night, I went down there for the last time and you know, said my, my spiel and walked upstairs. And at midnight, that card flew off the table. <laughs> so... Um, that was really cool. And then we've actually had another team come in that the cards thrown off the table while they were actually sitting there watching it happen. Um, so we do get a lot of, of equipment interaction. If, if you start getting stuff, they, they will sometimes interact when you're like, don't touch it, touch it, uh, that kind of thing. So that, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it. I, I, I would love to witness that in action. Um, Sounds very interesting. So would you say they're, I guess, overall pretty receptive to, you know, you guys being there and uh, other investigators coming in? Yeah, I, like I said, I think it's it's gotten more active. When I first bought it and, and started, I was the only one there and doing cleaning and renovations and getting the house ready. So I wasn't getting a ton of activity and um, it was, but I think part of it too is nobody had ever reached out to them and actually wanted to communicate with them. And you have to think too, you know, when you go to some of these well-known haunted lo- locations, you know, the spirits seen a REM pod 510 times, mm-hmm. but these spirits have never seen a REM pod. They don't know what it is. And so I spent time talking to them, just getting to know them, um, explaining how things work, showed them how things worked. Uh, eventually, you know, as time went by, more and more of my equipment started to go off. Um, so we kind of, kind of got that. And then I was like, for the longest time, I was like, oh my gosh, if I could just get an EVP, you know, and then I started getting EVPs. Uh, so then, you know, it's just kind of escalated and and the more that people have come, you know, we're getting more and more different evidence and more interactions and, and different kind of responses happening, you know, physical like doors opening, people getting touched, um, audibly hearing voices. We know, um, it's just, yeah, it's just, it just grows and changes every day. Sure. Yeah. I, I can definitely see that happening, you know, and it sounds like it's almost like a bit of excitement for them as well to, you know, be able to finally like have some, uh, change, you know, overall variety to their day-to-day routine. You know, now they've got people coming in wanting to interact with them. So they're a little more, inclined to do things yeah and i and i try to um you know like i said i try to bring the house back to the 1900s so i'm usually bringing stuff you know when i come to kind of improve the house whether you know we're we're you know bringing a new furniture or wallpaper uh but a lot of times just even the antiques you know um i just recently found out that uh mr eckert loved life magazine uh especially in the 1940s so i got some life magazines from 1940 next time I go down I'm going to put them down there with a REM pod and see see if he likes that so I try you know as I learn more about them I just try to do more and more things that they enjoy and I think that's probably why we get a, a lot of responses too 
Um, and I know most of the people who've been in the house are very respectful. We don't have anything uh, malevolent or evil in the house. Their spirits are very welcoming. They're very kind. Um, you know, and, and the children, they like to, to engage and enjoy um, with, with the guest as well. So, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's just a good, happy, happy ghost experience at the house. Oh, that's wonderful. I, I will definitely be putting the Boyd house on my uh, list of places to investigate at some point in the future. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to have you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's gotten a, you know, you know, not, you know, it's like any place you go, you know, not every, every place you go is you're going to have any experiences at all. Because um, I feel like it kind of depends, well, you know, the energy of the spirits that day and if they feel like interacting, um, you know, because it's their choice if they want to talk to you or not talk to you. Um, so, and I think it's a lot in how you uh, present yourself as well. Oh, yes. I, 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 I totally understand. I've had numerous experiences um, with the paranormal, you know, just like a, a person who's alive. We have our good days. We have our bad days. You know, right. Sometimes we just want to stay at home and shut the doors and pull down the blinds and not see or talk to anyone. Yeah. So yeah. Same thing. Same thing in the afterlife. I encountered it time and time again. I, I've been told go to hell by spirits more often than I'm willing to admit. Um, but eh, it, it comes with the territory. Right. Yeah, we get we have one lady at the house. She's kind of she's grumpy. She always has a really raspy voice. So I don't really know her name, um, but I get a lot of get outs from her or don't come in here uh, type mm-hmm. EVPs. My favorite EVP with her is I was and I was the only one in the house and I was just kind of cleaning. And as I'm talking, I'm just rambling on about my week like, hey, I went to a wedding. You guys ever gone to a wedding? I'm just like, la, 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 constantly talking. And uh, because of that, I kind of drowned it out some of the EVP, but she kind of heard her talking under my breath. And then um, I quit talking. Then and you heard her say, I'm trying to sleep. Like she was really mad. (laughs) She's trying to take a nap and I'm in the room just sleeping and talking away. Um, Yeah. So I just, that's like one of my favorite EVPs I've gotten at the house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she just wanted some sleep. Uh, yeah, who does that? I mean, yeah, wow, that's that's funny. Uh, I'd love to catch an EVP like that. that. That's good stuff. Yeah, it's it's incredible when you get. I just love EP EVPs all around, especially you know it's a little different if you get one little word like yes, no, but when you get a <laughs> full sentence, you know it's just it's just amazing. Um, you know, we've even gotten. We've been at Randolph County County Infirmary and that building has burned down a couple of times and we actually got an EVP. Uh, Teresa and I were walking around the basement just by ourselves and we were the only two in the building and we got an EVP that said the building's on fire, don't you know? So, I mean, just like a full sentence like that and it just kind of takes you back like, oh my God, now has he seen the buildings on fire? Is he trying to warn us the building's on fire? Um, Does he relive this every day now of the building being on fire? Uh, so that was that was a really cool one. And then at that same place, we had um, one where we were just walking down a different hallway and a woman said, pleased to meet you girls. Come on in. But we didn't hear it at the time. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's kind of creepy because she was looking at us because she said girls. And it was me and Teresa. So she's looking at us and she's inviting us in and we didn't see her. 
you know, like yeah. this, I totally would have went in there and had a complete conversation. But, <laughs> so I feel bad about that. But yeah, in, in the same token, though, you're like, oh, my gosh, they were like, look, a dead person was looking at me. There really was somebody there, you know. So sometimes the, the getting when you get the EVPs afterwards, it's just you're just amazed. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I, I, I've I've caught some stuff here and there that's just blown my mind. Like, wait a second, I didn't hear that while it was actually happening. And you know, sometimes I feel bad because I didn't catch the message. Um, you know, it's like I I hate to leave people hanging, whether they're alive or dead. But, right. Yeah. yeah. Super cool. So, um, with, in regards to the Boyd House. Do you do you rent rooms out or host any kind of like overnight paranormal investigations? Yeah, that's primarily what we do right now is the private um, overnight paranormal investigation. So it's just you and your team that's there. Uh, we allow you to come in from 3 p.m. in the afternoon until noon the next day, which gives you a lot of time to come in and investigate um, and also to catch a little sleep as well before you head home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, we allow up to eight people uh, in in per night, and it's $175 per night uh, to do that. Wow, that's a steal. Too bad I live 22 hours away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I will definitely be putting that on my list uh, for future references. And if any of my listeners are interested, you just heard it yourself. Um, Jill, where can my listeners learn more about um, room availability and uh, all that fun stuff? Uh, what well, you can find us on Facebook under the Boyd House, or um, also our Saint Croix Paranormal. Uh, our website is we kind of combine it with our, our paranormal team, so StCroixParanormal.com, or you can just uh, shoot us a direct email at BoydHouse217 at Yahoo.com. Um, to talk about any availabilities that we have. Fantastic. Sounds good to me. And I hope some of my listeners decide to take you up on that. Um, I have listeners from all across the country and the world. So that would be very, very cool. Um, White House sounds like a great place to investigate and not have to worry about anything evil or demonic coming after you um so yeah that's definitely good stuff right there any additional information you'd like to share with us about the boyd house it's just you know a really fun relaxing place um to come and investigate and uh it's nice because we have heat in the winter and uh window air conditioning uh in the summer so you're not uh, dying when you're there. Um, so kind of the amenities, uh, you know, the main things that people like is uh, bathrooms. So we do have those um, <laughs> at the White House. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's a nice, fun, comfortable place to come with that. You usually get some really good equipment uh, interaction or, or some sort of interaction when you come. Yeah. Wow. That's great. I mean, I have, I've been on so many overnight investigations and it's just like, okay, you're here in the building with your team. There are no bathrooms. Um, there are no beds, no AC, no heat. You're on your own. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing what we pay to stay at, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think it was I was in Waverly Hills Sanatorium about two years ago, 
And, you know, I, I paid the fee and I was like, okay, wait, there's no bathrooms. There's no AC, no heat. It was raining. And I thought, okay, I'm going to make the most out of it. I drove nine and a half hours to come investigate this building. I'm going to get my money's worth. Yes. Yeah. Totally cool. All right. Well, that's about it. Um, in a nutshell, I think, anyway. Any final thoughts you have for us about the Boyd House or the just the paranormal in general? Anything you've learned in your journeys? Uh, a pearl of wisdom, if you will. Just to always be respectful to, to the other side. That is probably the most uh, important thing I've learned along my journey. I couldn't agree more. I, I absolutely could not agree more. That is very, very important. Um, I, I actually, um, I'm also a pr professional ghost tour guide, and I have to stress that to my guests all the time because they want spirits to perform for them, you know, like they're circus performers and no, no, right. <laughs> just no. Exactly. It's like you treat them with respect they will treat you with respect. Exactly. That is all I have to say about that. But Well, Jill, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I appreciate you coming on the show and chatting with me and educating me about the Boyd House and of course my listeners as well. Um, like I said a couple of times, I'll definitely add the Boyd House to my list of future places to investigate, and I hope some of my listeners have become at least a little bit intrigued and decide to check it out for themselves. Well, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed chatting with you. Oh, well, thank you. It was a, it was an, a real pleasure chatting with you as well. And who knows, maybe I might invite you back on the show at some point and we can chat some more. Absolutely. Would love to do that. Terrific. Well, what will our gracious phantom bard come up with next, guys? Hmm. I guess you'll just have to wait and listen to the next episode. Guys and gals, places aren't the only things that can be haunted. People can, objects, and much more. Please keep that in mind. I'm afraid that is all I have for you, though. If you enjoyed this episode, which I hope you did, go check out the link tree for the show and follow along on the show's social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and even Clubhouse. The official link is L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E backslash hauntily yours paranormal. Most importantly, don't forget to review and subscribe. This helps other people like yourselves find the show and join our para family. Thanks so much. New episodes are released every Monday. Until next time, I'm DC O'Rourke. I am and will remain, much like the spirits, hauntingly yours.